This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. Hello, hello. Welcome to episode 3 14 of She Podcast. It's the pie episode. What? Hey, yeah. Oh, the three, pie. I was like, we're not covering three, any pies. 314 is pie. Okay. 3. So this 1. is Sheepy Pie. We'll call this one Sheepy Pie. Sheepy Pie. I, okay. I am your hostess with the most s, Jessica Kupferman, and my co-hostess, or I guess she's the hostess and I'm the co-hostess, Elsie, Miss Elsie Escobar. Um, what does your shirt say? Listening to podcasts? But it's like yeah. sport. A sport? Listening to podcasts and, and then you count it. Oh, 2004. Then- oh, okay, cool, 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 cool. Anyway, with us as always, our producer, John Jamingo. Hello, John Jamingo. Hello, everyone. We were just loving on him before we started recording because those of you who have voiced opinions about whether or not we have a male editor are not wrong. He is male. That's correct. But um, he's also a magician. And that's why we, I mean, like, not that I want to fire him because I don't, but also he's a magician and you can't fire a magician when they do magic on your show like all the time. And also, he puts up with things like, you know, when Jess is doing her nails. And Tamara, it's amazing. Just, you know, shout out Tamara Ford, who is in the chat saying that we're making her want to hire a producer and editor right now. Yeah, it is. It does seem fun. And I miss it. I miss it. Um, I, You know, do I don't you miss? think that I miss not having one when what? I don't have one. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. And the other thing is, I was just thinking, I wouldn't mind doing what John does. I just wouldn't want to be doing both. Yeah. You know, like if I if I were to be showing up and I'd rather run the show. I don't know if I'd want to edit the show, but I'd run the show. I think that would be a fun thing. I don't want to edit the show. I think, But honestly, I'm one of those like, let's just not edit it. But I also don't know what it would sound like if it was unedited. Would it be so terrible, John? Yes. Like if, yes. Like if, like if you, God forbid, <laughs> if you fell ill, would we? I would need... edit it. Really? I would edit. Oh yeah. It's that bad, huh? Well, it's not that it's bad, Jess. It's the fact that he makes it's so it's not bad. It's not bad in the way that you're thinking. Like, think about it this way: you put your clothes on, right? You get <laughs> yourself do. dressed. You get your dress. You get yourself looking cute. You get dressed, and then somebody that loves you looks at you and goes, "Hey, Jess." Smooth the front part of your top. Tuck yeah. this part in. Put your uh, put that one little bit of hair behind your he- your ear. Great. Oh, me try these earrings. There you go. Now you're done. Like it's not. Yeah. We're not. He's not here to change us. He doesn't change us. He just cleans us up so that we know that when we're going out there, we're looking our best. Yeah. That's it. That's a really good analogy, actually. Like right good. now. Yeah, because that's what he does. Right now, you know, he- Jess always does her nails in the beginning of the show. Now, what I want to do is recommend her to put a piece of cloth down 
So when she puts the bottle down, it doesn't clunk into the microphone. Yeah. Sorry. I am speaking into the microphone, though, aren't I? Because I've been really careful about that. Yes, you are. But again, though, when you, hear you this. put like, all that stuff down, it doesn't pick up. Is that what that it noise. sounds like? Yes. yes. Ah, shit. I have to edit some of that stuff out, and I don't get a lot of it out. Not all of it with Rob right now, because he is in a non... He used to have a nice studio where it was... Sound treated? Sounds out. Yeah, sound treated. Yeah. But now he he moved to, you know, Nashville. And what? I didn't know that. You didn't know that? Yeah, he's been he's been living in Nashville now for a while. Is he trying to be a country music star? No, he's not. That would be amazing no. if he was. No, that he's not. But um he has a very like it's a really loud. It's really loud. In the latest episode, I could hear his wife in the kitchen clunking wow. stuff. Wow. Oh no. That's not So yeah, so I have to there's a lot of stuff in his chair and he's using a he's using a Yeti Pro. Good god. Yeah. A Yeti? Yeah, he's using a Yeti Pro, which is fine when he is not where he is right now. When no right? one's clunking I around. I don't like Yetis. I don't really like Yetis either. Mind you though, I mean, you know John, when you edited the feed that one time and you you ran whatever you ran on his track, he sounded amazing. Yeah, it so took like good. 30 minutes before you got an email saying, what happened to this show this week? It sounds amazing. Yeah, yeah. it was not almost, almost no time. It literally was like the episode was out and Steve Stewart emailed me and was like, wow, that, that episode was so well done. What have you done? Because I was just like, thanks. Shut up. Shh. It wasn't me. Somebody else did it. It was John. <laughs> so, yeah, it's kind of like, yeah, it's kind of like having a stylist. That's what John is. John is the perfect stylist. Yeah. Yeah. And so he, he you know, he gets like the audio and he styles it so it sounds the best. And and here's the thing, though. This is another layer to audio production or being a producer of a show is that in the same way that you go with certain stylists because they get you, because they know your vision, because they really know how to dress you, it's the same way as you go with your audio producers. Because there's, I'm sure that there's folks that are brilliant, amazing, mm -hmm. but they really would never be able to handle us. Yeah. Period. Jess and I are like brothers and sisters. Like, I can argue with Jess. I can be straight out and blunt with Jess, where Elsie, I yeah. wouldn't. I ask Elsie, Elsie, do you hear this? Or, I'm more gentle with Elsie. <laughs> Where Jess, yes. I'm like, stop that. Stop that noise. Sorry, I didn't, <laughs> I didn't see you drinking water. <laughs> it's because John and I have done podcasts together where, you know, like you get to know each other when you talk to each other for an hour a week or sometimes longer, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. So that's probably why you're just comfortable yelling at me, which I'm fine. I with. know how we are together. I know I can get away with it, or I know that you're not yeah. gonna. I'm not gonna hurt your feelings. I thought I'm no, gonna get away with not. it. I know I'm not gonna hurt it's your true. feelings. It's so, true. Yeah. All right. Very so, very true. Are we ready to like talk about other things? Do you want to do the news? Like? Let's do the news. Yeah, let's do the news. The news you can use. For the informed podcaster, podcasting news. You know, I had this little bit of news 
uh, already in the show notes last week, and I simply forgot to move it into our episode notes. And we would have been breaking news because Mm -hmm. this functionality was released on the day that we recorded, which was last Monday. Mm-hmm. And it would have been more timely, but I don't know if you all know. Who knows? Did you know this, Jess? Go ahead and take take it away, Jess, and we can discuss. I've not used it. If you're asking me, I have not used it, but I do think it's really cool. So Spotify is now letting you share a specific timestamp from a podcast. It's bringing more social sharing options to Android and iOS apps starting today. But this isn't today. This is May 10th. No, this so isn't like a today. week ago. Yeah. Including a way to link to a timestamp in a podcast. When you tap the share button, you'll see a toggle option that lets you create a link for the current playtime. After you share the link, anyone who taps it can start listening to the podcast from the same spot. Brilliant because you I have done this for YouTube. I have shared mm. like the exact spot. I had to once because I was showing someone where you were in your uh <laughs> When you were doing a telenovela. Oh, that's right. So Elsie has been in a telenovela and it's not, it's a very, it's like very short, but it's in like one specific spot. She's very angry in it. It's hilarious. It's not a telenovela. It was one of the very first digital pilots, digital media pilots. But whatever. I mean, I get it. It I was was joking. I know it's not a real telenovela, but she's just very, I just say that because you're very angry and you're calling somebody terrible names. Yeah. So... (laughs) So anyway, I wanted to show someone that exact moment and I was able to do it on YouTube. So now I'm super excited because this is great for when you mention people because then you can just send people the exact mention and not make them go through your hour and a half of schmagoo in order to get to what you want to get. So mind you, this functionality has been available for Overcast and Castro and I believe Pocket Cast and also I found out SoundCloud does the same thing as well. Hey, um, there's I some other that. there's other players that do it as well like actual players like the Lipson player the Lipson 4 player does this as well if you can actually create the players to start at a specific time code that's also a thing. but the extra awesome thing that the Spotify, one and then why this one is a lot more powerful. I think powerful, not in the sense that the functionality, but powerful in the sense that is because there's so many more people that use Spotify. Yes. And all of the other functionalities for Overcast and Castro and all that stuff, that was still more producer facing, meaning me as a producer would share my own show with somebody else saying, this is where it is. Whereas with the Spotify functionality, it feels that it's a lot more audience focused. So it's those that are consuming the content that are able to then share with their friends, oh, this is when they were talking about whatever. And since they're already using the app, they're they're kind of used to using it in this fashion anyway. They're already sharing stuff from Spotify. To their own places. Actually, the article says that a quarter of Spotify users, around 89 million, now listen to podcasts on the platform. Wow, look at that. So sharing on social media plays a major role in helping people find new things on Spotify with 40% of music discovery attributed to it, according to a survey of users. So maybe they're thinking it will do the same thing for podcasts. And it might even encourage people to sign up for subscriptions, podcast subscriptions as well. Yep. I like it. 
I dig it. If anybody tests it out, go ahead and test it. I think that there's gonna that's a really wonderful way for your audience to market your show. Or maybe you can ask them to share a specific time of your podcast out. And the other thing is that it works in, I believe, it works on uh, obviously the apps, right? It works for the apps, meaning people can consume it in the apps. It also works on a website. Is this saying it also works on Snapchat? It says will users are able to share songs through the Canvas feature, which turns song pages into video art on Snapchat in addition what? to Instagram stories. But that's not saying it'll do that for podcasts. But first of all, I just want to know if any of you are watching or if you could email us feedback at shepodcast.com. Do you use Snapchat? I need to know. Inquiring no. minds want to know. You know what I think people are using Snapchat more and more nowadays for? Filters. Not is filth. You're like filth. Filth. Junk. Junk. No, no, junk. Filters. No. Filters. Filters. Oh, filters. Filters. Oh, filth. Filth. Yeah, filth and filters. Both. Yes, I think it's the filters. I think that in the same, like, they, they're being used because the filters in Snapchat are so great that people will record their videos and then download them and then upload them into the other different places. Only to see pictures, oh, Cheryl says, of her granddaughter. That's no Snapchat, says Tim. <laughs> I haven't been in there in so long. And I have to tell you, May loves to go into Snapchat and do, like, I will look at my phone and I find an entire, like, six or seven rows in my photos of her testing out every single one of the of the filters. And they're really fun. There's a lot of really fun ones in there. Yeah. Much better than Instagram, I think, by far. I'm a uh, fan of TikTok. I'm in love with TikTok. I know, me too. I'm obsessed. People really love TikTok. I haven't gotten into that. It we feels... have a She Podcast TikTok, but it's empty. It's okay. amazing. I, I, I don't do TikToks. Know. I watch TikToks. Like, I don't yeah. create TikToks. I'm a, I'm a lurker. I feel like you should You're do a... one, though. No, I did a couple. I'm. It feels so heavy. It feels like a heavy lift for me. Actually, Andrea, our own Andrea, uh, has just did a video of how she repurposes her videos, where she records them, how she does it, how she sets them up, and then how she uses them in all the different places, including TikTok. It was really, really who did this? Helpful. Andrea, our own Andrea. Hmm. She did really good. I found the video on um, LinkedIn. Maybe I'll put a link in the show notes if I remember to do so. This doesn't make me look very good at all. <laughs> Why? No, that's scary. Look at your... Yeah, that's weird. It has like weird lines on there that weren't even there before. That's a like, SpongeBob like character. That right there is a SpongeBob character, and I can't remember which one it is. Oh, it's the fish. It's uh, Larry who eats his, our flats, maybe. Maybe it's flats who tries to beat up SpongeBob. Oh my gosh, y'all. Anyway, but, but we were talking about Spotify and how cool that was. So any if anybody has a Spotify account and has shared a specific part of, or or maybe either you have done it or maybe your audience has done it, it would be really great for you to tell us what you think about the functionality of sharing uh, those that specific point. Oh, and the other thing that's really fun too is that you can share that specific point to Instagram stories. Mm -hmm. So if you have a one part where you want 
people to listen to that as it begins, you can share it into your Instagram stories and anybody who taps on that specific story will begin listening to the show at that time. So I think that's brilliant and fantastic. While we're talking about apps, there's a new app called Voircam, V-O-I-R, and you can try on different makeups. And oh. once you find one you like, it tells you what products, like here, let me show you. Hold on, I'll do a screenshot. Oh gosh, what now about look. the hair? But the hair is never gonna look like that though. But look, see this up here? It tells you which products you just, where's my finger? You just tap right there and uh -huh. it'll tell you, it will tell you which products. I mean, hold on, look at this, uh, look at this lipstick. It's fucking awesome. Hold on, I gotta find it. How do you know it even looks like, are you putting it on yourself? No, it's or a filter. No, I know that, but what I'm saying is, are you putting it on your own face? Yeah, dude. Your own picture, or is it somebody else? That was me oh, just it now. is. Look. Oh, wow. Look, it is your own face. That's a really pretty color. Right? I got a yeah. color. That color is hot. That's a beautiful color. It has tons Very and tons of them. Voir Cam, V O I R Cam. Just try it and okay. see what you think. It's we can put so that in the fun. show notes. Let's put it in the show notes, folks, because everybody's going to want to know all about it. Yeah, that's just a tool that. tip. That was today. a good tool okay. tip. All right. Well, good. Well, thank you so much. No problem. Okay, move it on. Move it on. Move now, on. moving on to this really called my attention because I told you, I think I've let you guys know that I have... Yeah, you're obsessed with this show. Yeah, that I yeah. have been listening to every... I have now listened to every episode of Call Her Daddy since Alex has been by herself. Okay. Since everything happened, you know, when she was with Sophia. Boy, you really got sucked in, didn't you? I've listened to every one of the episodes. And now, I mean, it's insane, but Call Her Daddy is number five, number five podcast, even though it is, I think that this is through PodTrack. Obviously, we know, we know PodTrack is not everybody. PodTrack is not everybody. But Call Her Daddy moves to number five. And she's above Ben Shapiro and stuff you should know. And this American life uh, moved back down one position. So anyway, this is. Good for Alex. Mm -hmm. Good for Alex. I am telling you, listen, they, she started off with, you know, there was, it was one show when it first started. It was between Alex and Sophia. It was a very specific type of show. It was very much two young women talking about sex, essentially, and being raunchy. And it was kind of hilarious and kind of, uh, uh, I don't know, how, how do, what do you say, you know, when, when people just do things to get attention, kind of? There's a word for that. Um, desperate? Not death. No, not desperate. You know when the headlines, you know when headlines are like scandalous and. Oh. You know. Yeah, it's like attention grabbing. Yeah. And or... it, it seemed like that's where it was coming from. And yeah. therefore, when I was listening to it, the reason I listened to it then is because all of this other stuff happened, right? It didn't really. It was like entertainment. It was like junk food, yeah, right? Yep. And it wasn't my kind of junk food. I didn't find it that appealing. Okay. I found that what happened appealing, and that was interesting, which is why I continued to listen to the saga, right? It was sort of like getting the behind the scenes. Right. But then Alex had Miley Cyrus on the show uh -huh. after she had been alone for a while. And I listened to that episode, and she did a very, very good job interviewing okay. Miley. And I was kind of impressed by her interview skills. And she has continued to have 
very great, very, very good conversations on her show. And she is talking about, obviously, she talks about sex a lot, but she's now shifted it in a way that is incredibly empowering for young millennials um, about being really open about sexuality, mental health. She's getting a lot of mental health advocates. She's got a lot of sex experts coming on the show. All of a sudden, she's become like super solid in having these really in-depth interviews with amazing like gets for her demographic, right? Yeah. So they're not interested. I don't know who the heck these people are that she's interviewing. Of course not. Of course not. Most of the time, I'm like, what? Who? Hmm? But the conversations have been on point. And she even had her mom on. Her mom is a therapist. And now that right there, very. Yeah. And it's amazing because the way that Alex talks about it and the way that her mom and when they were had their conversation, you can tell that Alex has gone through a lot of a lot of self-knowing. There's a lot of growing up that she's done. And since the whole entire debacle that happened at Barstool. And everything that she's doing right now, the ki- and again, the kinds of guests that she's having on the show, in-depth discussions about therapy and normalizing what therapy is and what it's not, and when you need to get out, when you're in an unhealthy relationship, and she's been disclo- like disclosing how she's really worked through a lot of different things and her relationships with men. I mean, I'm, I am really impressed. Call me impressed with how she has matured this year. She's impressed, people. And she edits her own show. Mm-hmm. She does all the things herself, except for they do actually have cameras that go in. Whenever she has an interview, they have um, cameras and a setup and distanced and all the stuff. Like there's somebody running that. I'm sure somebody's doing the the actual production, the video production of it. Mm-hmm. It's not fully released. So it's not like you can see the audio and the video show. You see snippets of it on social and whatnot. But mm-hmm. she has been doing a fantastic. It's like really, really nice. So mm-hmm. yeah, I love it when Hannah Burner is on as well. Yeah. I'm like super stoked, and I'm 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 really impressed. Are you not ter- Terry? I am surprised you are listening to Call Her Daddy too. But now it is my I look forward to every Wednesday morning when she releases a show. The only thing I hate are her ads, so I skip over the ads. Like as soon as I hit, uh, as soon as I hear her ads, this is how she transitions to an ad. <clears throat> and that whenever you hear that that noise, that where she's wow. like. With her throat, whatever she's doing, then you can, like, I skip because I can't handle her ads. Mind you, I can't handle most ads. So, but still, I think that both of them, I mean, not both of them, but I think she's been doing a really good job. So, good for you, Alex. I am really impressed with you. I'm talking to you, Alex. You're really doing really great work. Honestly, you have been doing such... You you have you have shifted everything and and been really professional about putting stuff out there and being completely transparent and being very responsible and having a lot of maturity in the public eye. So kudos to you. She's like what twenty seven or something like that. Kudos. I mean, kudos to her. So I'm really impressed and congratulations on this because I feel this is really. I mean, I think she's one of the only women. Is she not? Look at the list. Okay. The Daily, NPR News Now, Up First, Dateline NBC, 
call her fucking daddy. Oh, girl. I mean. Fresh air. No, but, well, yeah, but look at where she, but look at who she's up against. I know. It's every single person who has a team of, with, of thousands of dollars doing the stuff. It's a huge accomplishment. I mean, look at, look at the rest of the list. Who else is like her? No one. It's a huge accomplishment. She's the only one. Holy shit. Sherlock. Would you still call her um, independent because she's on Barstool Sports? Yes. She's doing all of the shit herself. Yeah, I know, but she's on Barstool Sports. I mean, that's a network, right? Yeah, but she's editing her own damn show. All right. Okay. She has no team. They, everybody else on this fucking list oh. has a bazillion people. I'm so, I'm, I'm, I didn't realize who else was on this list. They have a team of all the people. Look at Elsie being part of the daddy gang. I know. I'm, I'm going I'm to have to get some of her gear. I am telling you. <laughs> there's actually one sweatshirt that I want. It says blocked. That's what I want. <laughs> That's perfect for you. That is blocked. perfect for you. Wow. So I'll have that blocked sweatshirt. That's the only one I can actually wear and mean it. All the other ones are not me. But blocked, I can do. Wowzers. I'm speechless. Yeah, this is insane. Y'all, listen. I mean, millennial by herself doing her thing. Yeah, she has the barstool support behind her. And yeah, she is getting paid. Obviously, she's getting paid to do this shit. Yeah, that's a salary. But she's delivering. She's delivering the content, and that's the the point. Is that she's not getting to number five? <laughs> she's not getting to number five because of barstool. What? And she's not getting to number five because of men. No, she's not getting to number five because of men. She barely has dudes on her show. Right. Wow. I, because I tried listening to it, and it's just not my cup of tea. It's not my thing. Uh, I appreciate the way that she edits the show, and I appreciate and like when she was in and all of that drama and everything. I I I lapped it up with a spoon, but <laughs> I, I mean, I, it is very women oriented, which is fantastic. It's fine. I mean, that's great. It's a, there's an audience for women, and and just the fact that she's at number five and her audience is mostly women tells you how many women are actually listening to yeah. podcasts. And it's m- women and millennial because I have a feeling the same audience, the the folks that are listening to call her daddy are. More likely than not, yeah, listening to the daily. I just don't see the same audience listening to the daily as Caller Daddy. Probably, I don't know. Maybe. I mean, let alone the Ben Shapiro show. No one listens to Call Her Daddy and Ben Shapiro. There's just no one. <laughs> yeah. No I way. mean, and she's above this American life. I mean, honestly, good for her. Jesus. All right. It's awesome. Oh yeah, Clearly. where's Sophia with an F on that list? I do not know. Sophia is doing her own thing. She does have a podcast. That's her. That's her podcast. Sophia with an F. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's she's str- so, now she's independent. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but she's still doing the same stuff. Anyway, that was my call her daddy excitement. Just because, good for her. Yeah. Anyway, Sarah Silverman's tushy. Yeah. What do you think? Should we try it? Should we try it right now, Jess? So yeah. So Sarah Silverman over the weekend, in an effort to promote her podcast showed a picture of herself looking over her shoulder and she's not wearing any pants or underwear. And the three of us conferred and decided that it was a good idea. And if you want to really promote your podcast, a butt shot is a good way to go. What do you guys think? If you're going to have a butt shot, you should have your RSS feed on the top of your butt or 
You can have the little Apple Podcast logo. Yeah. And then like a Spotify logo and a little Google Podcast logo right at the top of your butt, like right above the butt crack. Yeah. And that's the way to go. That would be your RSS stamp. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) So to be honest with you, I think it would work well for you ladies. For me, not so much. I don't think a picture of my butt, naked butt, would bring subscribers. <laughs> I think it would be a, a huge. Oh, it would be huge. Um, but I don't know if it would be successful. Very successful. That's what I think. Very oh my successful. Gosh. But mind you, did it? I mean, you sent it because that's the way that she was promoting her podcast. But the point is, has the data come in? I saw your butt. I'm subscribed now. How would she be able to measure that? <laughs> I mean... She's not measuring it. It's just she knows that nudity sells. I don't know that it's okay. a measurement. So it's, well, I'm just, I mean, You're does so it? literal. Well, here's the thing. That, a- so this is what happened. She puts a picture of her butt on Snapchat. And then the New York mm-hmm. Post picks this up and writes a story about it. Around it. That's around right. her butt. I think that, okay, so that's the key there. That's the key. You do the promotion. And it's not that the promotion gets listeners, it's that the is that the promotion gets coverage, which yeah. in turn gets people to subscribe to the show. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So it's a little like underhanded. Right. And then the New York the New York Post puts it out on all their social networks because that's where I saw it. I didn't see Sarah's and I followed Sarah on Instagram. I didn't huh. see your butt on Instagram. I well, saw her butt on the it, story. Did it get banned? No, it's it's still there. It's still <laughs> her butt is still there. You know, I mean, I think it gets you coverage. Listen, it would just be house. I mean, how much are you dedicated to getting new listeners? That's dedication. Are you are you naked butt dedicated? <laughs> mm-hmm. Are you? Yeah, uh, yeah. I would be a little more thought. Like I'd be a slightly more thoughtful about it if I were to have advised her. To follow her gut, I would have. I would have done that. I would have written, subscribe something <laughs> on my butt. I literally would have. I said, like, That's listen, put this Apple Podcast logo on your butt. See, Carrie thinks it would be successful. She knows what's up. Oh, you know what? Here's the thing. I just thought of something. So, what if we steal the her picture, and then we take in Photoshop, listen to she <laughs> podcast on her butt. And then put it on your social media. What? <laughs> Did, what if we photoshopped listen to she podcasts on her butt? I can photoshop it on any. <gasps> I first of all, I can <laughs> photoshop it on anyone's butt. But Sarah Silverman, do you think she'd be yeah, mad? But that's like, I mean, I don't know. I mean, are, I think we should put that? on there. Come to she podcast live. There you go. Ah, you know I what? She'd be mad. You're, what you're doing is you're renting a butt. She you're renting. Yeah, but I your... might have to pay her for that rented butt. That's the problem. Carrie, yeah. no one wants to see my head on Sarah. I'm sorry. <laughs> it just doesn't work. Yeah, no, that would be kind of disgusting. And Thank you. Yes. <laughs> no, I mean, I'm not saying it in a but That would just be really scary. I agree and with we, you. you know, yes. A big. Faces on right. a butt is right. just all in all. It's a little scary. I don't yeah. know. But that was an interesting idea there. Anyway. Yeah, that's pretty interesting. Her show is probably really interesting, Sarah. I doubt she has to do very much promotion. And she does have a cute butt for someone who's 50. Yes, she does. Very much so. Very much so. Yeah. It must be nice. 
I haven't. You know, I just listened to what's his name, Dax. Dax Shepard. Dax Shepard. Dax Shepard's show today. What'd you think? Because I was really intrigued by all the coverage that is following Harry, Prince Harry, around. Poor guy. Mm-hmm. And you know, he did just did an interview with with Dax, and there was so much negative coverage about Harry that he said horrible things and all the stuff. And I was like. Really? Okay, I want to listen to see what he said. And it was a wonderful interview. Yep. He was amazing, super charming, smart, thoughtful, all kinds of goodness. Didn't really say anything bad that was horrible about the monarchy. It's just, it's exactly what they were talking about that is happening now with the coverage of him talking to Dax. Mm-hmm. That it's just horrific that how dare he talk about the monarchy how dare he does all of this it's just like he wasn't even it wasn't even about that it was about primarily mental health and the and the stuff that he's learned and yeah it is mostly about mental health i think yeah that's why he says armchair expert because you know he's mostly giving advice based on his experience not cuz he's a psychologist or a psychiatrist no right but it was a really thoughtful i mean it was great so anyway i i enjoyed the show uh, i would listen to it more i i enjoyed listening to him more than than i enjoyed listening to mark marin mm-hmm. in all honesty because mark is is a is a unique i think he's a obviously so is dax both of them are very unique personalities, but I think that what what I really enjoyed about the Dax interview is that they really stayed on the mental health thing and the, talking about the issues at hand, I guess. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it just seemed like I could consume it yeah. easy. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know what to say. I mean, I really love. It's good. I think it's good. You know, it's a good. It's a good show. Yeah, I'm just kind of now bummed that it's going exclusive to Spotify in July. Yeah, so, me too. Eh. Meh. Meh. Oh, Tamara says that she doesn't care for Dax. This is the only time I've actually listened to the show, but I really enjoy it. I've always show. liked Dax. So. I've always liked his personality. I like listening to him talk with Kristen. They've got some, I mean, they're never, they're ne- they never gloss over their relationship. And it's been very rocky through the pandemic. And they've talked about it a lot. And I think that's good. And he relapsed and they talked about it which is good and i mean who wouldn't relapse honestly you're stuck in the house i mean when you're dax or Kristen, for that matter and you're used to traveling and working then all of a sudden niente for a year and a half it's probably very sobering but not so it was really interesting i mean he did share because harry got into him about like he really started to sort of become the therapist harry did and dax revealed all kinds of stuff where i was just like what that's where you come what so i did not know (laughs) half the life that he has lived so uh did you know that he used to be on um punked that's where he got started i think punked with ashton kutcher oh Oh, yeah yeah i I do remember that. that i think that's the only thing that i have really known him from the only thing I saw Dax in was that movie that Jessica recommended to me that's from the future where everybody's stupid. Oh, my stupid. God. Idiocracy. He plays a numbnuts lawyer, and he's so funny in that. <laughs> yeah, I've never, I've never seen. I don't think that's, I've really seen any of his movies. Honestly, write down Idiocracy. You need to see movie. it because it's a huge. It is. It's frighteningly accurate as to where our society is going. Basically, okay. the premise is that this kid gets stuck in a military like time experiment. 
experiment and he wakes up like 200 years from now and and like because of the way that our culture is going like everyone is like has the low cue of a of a dog they're all a house plan he ends oh up God. he goes from being average to being the smartest human being on the planet <laughs> it's ridiculous it's so Sheesh. funny it's just funny like Sheesh. how they do i'm not telling you but like how they do the president and how they like ch- like fix the crops situation and like how they choose the cabinet in the white house it's all hilarious and frightening 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 oh my god oh my god all right yeah see it dude all right moving okay. on okay and now moving on because we're yeah without further next, ado without further ado we have something else on the docket that you have added see. Oh, Esprit, Esprit, one of our biggest fans. She was featured on The Grit Daily. So um, I just wanted to point that out. The name of the article is called That's Right, She's the OG of Podcasting. And I would really like it as much as I love this article about Esprit Devora, who's like one of my favorite people, and she's an amazing host. This is just an article about her starting her show and how she saw opportunity and like what advice she would give her younger self. On a side note, I would really like it if anyone listening here could stop referring to people as the king, the queen, the OG, the original, the first. I don't like that. I don't want to be called that. I don't want to be the podfather. I don't want to. Yeah, like, I don't like when other people are described as that because it makes me, I, I'm I'm obstinate and it makes me instantly want to argue. Anytime you right. put someone on a pedestal, I'm immediately like, how can I tear that person down? Because that person isn't deserving of whatever it is. And she has been around a long time, but the article does say, like, in 2012, she was working for an agency that managed YouTube influencers and you know, she figured out how to create a podcast and then launched Women in Tech, which is a great show. And she's gotten lots of rave reviews. And she's been she has been around a long time. 10 years is a long time. Mm-hmm. But you know, OG is a strong word. I love you, Esprit. But it's a strong word, dude. Because like, here, I'm talking to Elsie, who's been doing it since 2004. I think it's just hard because, you know, it's all relative. It's, it's not, all relative. It's not. I mean, relative. I get it. That's why you shouldn't people shouldn't do it. Because it's not relative. It started at a certain date. It hasn't ended. If you were there at the beginning, the OG, I mean, there probably is an OG. We could probably look it up and find out who was the very first podcast besides Adam Curry. Like who, which woman was the very first one? I'd be curious to know that. But I still don't think they deserve a queen-like status or a king-like status. I mean, come on. Grammar girl. Who's I can't think of her first. I can't think of her. I can never remember her name. But Mignon, Mignon Fogarty. Yeah, Mignon Fogarty. Um, yeah. No, I mean, I don't disagree. I don't disagree about some of that stuff. I think that part of it is just, it is hard. We always, we have that name. And, and I think what ends up happening is that at least... F- for me, it loses its meaning. Exactly. Meaning when somebody keeps calling everybody that, yeah, then it's everybody, right? But also if and- someone says that to me, like I was interviewed recently where someone called me the queen of podcasting and I was like, that is not even remotely true. <laughs> like I'm right. not only am I not the queen of podcasting, but I am dinged constantly for my terrible mic technique and 
I don't know podcasting that well. I know marketing and advertising and sales. Like I like ask me to edit a show and you'll be very, very sad at the result. I mean, I can yep. take out a few things, but I can't level. I don't know what those things mean. I have a tiny little mixer here and I only know what one of the buttons does. But your talent, your talent, you're not really supposed to know all that. And even the queen, any queen of podcasting doesn't know every, the king of podcasting doesn't know everything. Right. Not all the things. Why? Then why is he the king? The Who should the king there? I don't, and not only that. I don't think there I should be I don't want a monarchy in my industry. Right. We don't want a monarchy. That's the point. Yes. I don't want a king or a queen. I don't want to bow down to anyone and nobody better bow down to me. It's stupid. All right. That's a total tangent. <laughs> Let's go back to the fact that El Esprit Devora was highlighted in a cool ass article, and we will link it for you in the show notes. Yeah, the grit, the grit, the grit. Daily. Um, and I think we're gonna we're gonna close out the show with uh, just a talking about emoji because we in the last couple of episodes we've talked about emojis, uh, the obsession that both Jess and I have with emojis. And the disappointment of not the good emojis that we just got for iOS 14.5. Yeah, 14. like what's 5, with these emojis? Come on, dudes. Come which on. were kind of dummy, like kind of dorky. Lame, lame, um, But there is this really, and I'm just going to put, I'm going to have a link in the episode notes so that y'all can read it. And it's a really in-depth study mm-hmm. where it has, they, they, folks, scientists, people, they did a systemic review of emoji the current research and future perspectives. And they had all kinds of folks just literally go from the uh, the research on them, the development of emojis, the functions of emojis, but all of this to, to address how we are using emojis as communication and how that is working or not working when it really works in certain scenarios and when it doesn't work in certain scenarios from a complete scientific uh, lens. When uh, emojis are used for motivation, what's the diversity of emoji use when it's like individual diversity versus cultural diversity and platform diversity and if inefficiency when it doesn't really work out. I mean, honestly, y'all, you can spend all kinds of time dealing with this and emojis and why they're really imp- kind of important in our lives nowadays. This is so. why I wish I was a scientist. It is unbelievable. I want Such- to do these types of experiments and then right? write about them and then get awards and be featured on shit like the development of emoji so it's history of emoji and then diversity of use cultural di- it's so interesting mm-hmm. i don't even know where they have like all the different fields like linguistic psychology and then it says future directions for research and then th- so the direction suggested is the relationship between emoji and real sentiments and then the factors influencing User preferences in emoji use. I mean, yeah, boy, they isn't really that like, yeah, they have so really good. stretched it out to be a full on <laughs> scientific experiment. <laughs> and I was gonna start to sort of, I was, I wanted to summarize the thing for everybody, and then I started to read it and I stopped. You can't, but I just want to go through this or this paragraph. I'll read it and then okay. we, we don't have it, we don't even have to say anything. Okay. okay. All right. 
The use of emoji is also affected by individual psychological differences. This has been shown in research which demonstrates a positive correlation between the frequency of emoji use on Facebook users and their extroversion and self-monitoring traits and a negative correlation between positive emoji use and users' emotional distress. An emoji-based personality test indicates where they find that, indicates that the similarity score between emoji and one self was correlated with emotional stability, extroversion, and agreeableness out of the big five personality traits, but not correlated with conscientiousness and openness. Specifically, negative emojis are negatively correlated with emotional stability. Positive emoji are positively correlated with extroversion. In addition, emojis associated with blushing were positively correlated with agreeableness. I mean... How is that not the most obvious shit ever? (laughs) Ever. Wait a minute. You mean to tell me that you figured out that when you use the sad emoji, it means that currently you're sad? (laughs) What? (gasps) What? I just use the laughing emoji to tell people know that I'm joking and I'm not mad. Most of the time when I text, people think I'm mad. So I always just throw a little laughy face at the end. Yeah. Emojis are, are good for context. I agree. But I mean, think about that, though. I mean, the way that they've been used and the context in which they are used and, and the kind of sense that is communicated from one person to the, to another person. I know that it seems like it's so obvious, but in some degrees, it's not as obvious as you think. And I think that there's also a layer of being able to effectively communicate with emojis Emoji and knowing can... when it's the time and when it's not. Okay, Jaeger and Eris analyzed 33 facial emojis and found that most emoji can express one or more emotions. Yes, they can. The rich emotional meaning of emoji makes them a key area for researchers who analyze their emotions and develop emoji emotional lexicons. Because of their rich emotional meanings, emoji are often used to express emotions in online communication. What? Groundbreaking. Well, the thing is, though, this can be something that you can sh- like. It, I know that it's you think it's groundbreaking, but this can be used in you know at work like this. I was joking. It's not groundbreaking. What he, what they're saying is, if it's a smiley face, you can convey an emotion with that. If it's a sad face, you can convey an emotion with that. Like, thank you, Captain Obvious. Thank you, Doctor Obvious. Well, that's how we've been working. No, but this is what I'm saying. And so to be able to understand that the end user looks at that and takes it in and understands the context of something that's being written is what I'm saying. So that now if you're in a job opportunity or like you're in somewhere like government, can you imagine how it would be so much better if our world leaders would just communicate in emojis? It would be so much better. But also, could you imagine if like Biden like shared one of those emojis that could be this or that? People would be thinking about this for years. Yeah. Why did he use that blushy face? Is it because blushy of the face? <laughs> <laughs> you, you know, like why didn't he use just the smiley face? Why That's was deep. he using the smiley face with the, you know, with the teeth versus a smiley face just with the line? That's the official term, blushy face. After a certain, (laughs) you know, a certain level in business, in politics, no emojis. No emojis? No, no. Because it's just, 
It could. I, you know, what? again, I gotta say, I, I just what? think that it's clownish in a way. I understand why say we do it, in it now. Way. Could you imagine, like, the Constitution written right. with like emojis? emojis? We should do that. We should like. We should write it and then, like, you know, <laughs> add at the end in a period add instead of a period. Add little gun emojis like... and sad face emojis. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and how it would be like this. It's be thinking when in the course of human events. And it's got, you know, the, the guy with the glasses and looking up. Or the monocle. Yeah, so I'm saying that's the one. Yeah, that yeah one. Let, me inspect, let me inspect this sentence further. Could you see... I don't know, oh Putin and Biden sending messages back and forth with emojis. It's like, you better not go into Ukraine. That Angry face, rocket Angry emoji. Face. I know, could you imagine that? Or like the seri- See, the that's what the- I see Kim Jong-un and Trump doing. Yes, yes. Little bomb emoji. Right. Oh my like gosh, yeah. Eggplant and peach emojis. Like they're going to yes. fuck each other up. The back ass. and yeah. forth all the time. And they would just, yeah. and then laughing. Yes, idiots. I could see that. I could see that happening. This I is think not you're cool. onto something. Hey, speaking of the Constitution, do you think that um, the people who started this country had British accents? Because they are never portrayed like that. They would have to. They would have to, right? They would have to. You yeah. know that George Washington was definitely speaking like a Brit. Well, wasn't he... Actually, I have no idea. I'm not. Know. I'm not Think from this it. country, so I'm not going to follow through on that train of thought because I do if not anybody know. Anybody wants to do anything about the Revolutionary War? Don't forget the British accents. Yeah, <laughs> that was the worst. It's getting better. All right, but it's still pretty. Okay, let's wrap it up. Okay. Okay. Thank you guys so much for bearing with us through this entire episode. We so appreciate it. If you want to find our show notes, they're at ShePodcast.com. If you want to find us on social media, Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram, you can do that at ShePodcast. You can also send us an email or a note, feedback at ShePodcast.com. And what we'd really like to know is, are you using Snapchat? Let us know. Email is best, but send it anywhere. We'll fi- we'll, I just, I'm curious. She Podcast Live. We do have a price increase at the end of the month. And now that there has been a mask mandate lifted, perhaps some of you are feeling like it's a little safer to come to an in-person event. We still have protocols. We're still going to make sure everyone feels safe. Oh, there's mom. Hi, mom. Hola, mommy. I'm really late. Um, Hi. Mommy. She wrote, I really late. <laughs> and sad emoji Look, face. Sad Happy face. May. <laughs> and sad face. Yeah. See? She used a sad face. She's clearly distraught. <laughs> Mommy, we were just talking about emojis and how they can express emotion. Yes, emotion. we were just talking about that. So you Groundbreaking stuff. Anyway, yeah. So maybe you want to think about getting that in-person ticket. They are limited. Speaking of COVID, we have limited the seats. So there are only 500. We're 20% sold out already. So go online, shepodcast.com slash live. Get your in-person tickets. Mommy, maybe you could come to Arizona and see Elsie. Just saying, just saying. I would like for to see you there. We're dancing now. I don't know why. <laughs> Thank you so much for being here today. And thank you all to all who watched us live. And um, we will see you next time. Thank you. We love you. Mean it. Bye.